Welcome to the T5 Life Show. This is your host, Coleco Lubawanan, also known as TE5 Pharaoh. I am the owner and CEO of TE5 Gaming and TE5 Real Estate Group. Our mission here is to give you the know-hows in the gaming and the esports space, as well as the real estate and business space, and share my life along the way. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey guys, I hope you're having a great day today. And on today's episode, I'm going to share my thoughts on the Golden State Warriors uh, and the and, and the so-called dynasty, the Golden State Warrior dynasty. Is it over or is it not over? Is, is it still intact? I want to share my thoughts on that. It's something that's been buzzing around uh, on SportsCenter, ESPN First Take, all that good stuff. Um, and I, I really want to just dive into some of this stuff, guys. Um, obviously, Debro and I have done a couple episodes talking about NBA now. We did a huge one on NBA free agency that I love. And we're going to be doing a lot more episodes uh, moving into this season and during the season on the NBA. But, you know, I want to, like I said, I really want to talk about these Golden State Warriors, guys. Obviously, the Golden State Warriors have been the most dominant team in the NBA for, what, the last five years, four or five years. Uh, you know, they've won, what, three titles out of that span. Um, you know, so th- th- they've, you know, obviously been the team for quite a while now. And, you know, you know, people right now, I think that's really the, one of the big things that's that's conflicting me at the moment, especially recently with all the new moves that have been made, like, you know, obviously the Lakers having LeBron, AD, you know, Clips having Kawhi, Paul. Um, I mean, the, the Jazz drastically improving. You know, obviously the Nuggets in the West, you know, I mean, I'm not putting any of those, any, no, none of these teams are anywhere in the caliber of the LA teams, but it's still a, even a more competitive West. And, you know, any version of the Golden State Warriors without Kevin Durant is not as good as it was before. And I want to come out and say that straight because so many people think that Golden State's still going to be just as good without KD because, you know, Clay, Steph, and Dre, they won a title before KD came there. Well, guys, I want to remind you that the landscape of the NBA did not look like it looks today. Today, as of August 6, 2019, you didn't have the two L.A. monsters that are literally going to take over national basketball coming into this year. Um, you know, and, and then like, you know, I mean, the, the West still like all together was not as competitive. Um, obviously, the East, you know, the, the Sixers improving drastically. Like, they're going to be a massive force. You still got Milwaukee, Giannis. And even then, I don't know how Golden State would even match up to either of those teams. Like, people need to understand that, like, the Golden State Warriors losing KD is a massive, massive blow, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And this is where people don't really think. Like, so many people are really ignorant and they don't really study the game. They don't. You, you, you think a lot of people don't really truly, truly, truly understand the fundamentals of the game, okay, from a tactical matchup perspective. You don't view it from that perspective. All you view it from is who's scoring, who's doing hot, and who, and, and then put your biased opinions on that. That's, that's, what, that's how most people, your average person, will analyze basketball. But, like, the real, real dudes, like the real folks that, like, look at this game uh, from a strategic and understand, like, a really, really deep level, you 
understand that basketball is about matchups, guys. Matchups are everything. You know, match like literally, even if a team is, you know, 60 and, and you know, 13 versus a team that's only 40 and 28, just because they have a way better record and they've played better throughout the regular season, they they, they, they your average person automatically thinks, well, that team's gonna win, the team with the best record, because they're doing the best. Like, that's the ignorance of, like, your average basketball fan. <laughs> like, oh, that team's the best. Well, guess what? I'm going to tell you, like, if if that – even if that team that's doing better and we start getting in the playoff time when, when things really matter, if the matchups aren't in favor of the team that's doing well – because let's just be real, guys. Regular season does not really matter. It is about playoffs. The playoffs – or that's that's the tournament. That is the determiner of who the best teams are. And I promise you, if if even if that team that has the better record does not fit well with matchups versus the team maybe that doesn't didn't do as good during the regular season, but I mean they're gonna lose. Like most more than likely the team with the better matchups going to work. So let's you know, we're gonna really get into some tactical talks here, some really matchup focused talks on these Golden State Warriors, and let's compare them to some of these other teams so you guys can understand, you know, why somebody like myself and even a lot of the real experts of basketball will tell you that this Golden State Warriors dynasty is over. And I'm telling you at this very moment it's over. However, I'm not going to rule out that they can't rebuild because they most certainly can. They've got a great front office. They've got a great coach. But as of this moment today, the dynasty's over until further notice, until, you know, we see what happens next year in free agency, until we see these things that are going to take place. To, you know, are they going to be able to fill some of these voids from a matchup perspective that I'm about to talk about that are going to that are hurting them tremendously? Because I can tell you right now, if the NBA stays exactly like it is right now and, and you know, maybe maybe tweaks a little bit over the next two to three years. But like, you know, the Golden State Warrior dynasty will not be coming back anytime soon. Um, if it stays the way it is. Now, obviously, it, a lot of things can happen, guys. So you can't ever roll out the possibilities of, you know, you know, some of these big teams now, you know, trading player, trading the big names or losing them or who knows. Like, there's a lot of stuff that can go down. But, um, but nonetheless, let's dive into it, guys. So the first things first, Golden State, you lost Andre Iguodala, okay, an, an amazing six man that, oh, by the way, defensively, was somebody that could guard a LeBron James, who could guard a number one big, you know, six eight, six nine type of player, and at least challenge him and at least give him issues. Maybe Iggy ain't shutting nobody down, but Iggy can definitely give issues defensively to other teams, and that's a huge blow. And obviously, Iggy can also come off the bench. He can score. He can shoot the three. Um, that's a massive blow that they're going to miss this year coming off the bench, all right? Uh, and obviously Golden State losing Kevin Durant, you know. We know that when, when, you know, Clay and Steph are, you know, struggling, which that can happen from time to time, you know, having KD there offensively to bolster the load, like KD's there, like KD's always going to be there. And um, he's going to put up his 26, his 27, you know, his 25, whatever, on average. Like, you know, that's a huge blow offensively. But even more than that, defensively, defensively, guys. And this is where I truly believe Kevin Durant meant more to the Golden State Warriors on defense than he did on offense. Because, listen, on offense, Clay and Steph could easily carry that team. 
Like, you know, KD's offense was important in certain moments, but it, it, it wasn't necessarily needed for them to be an elite team. But what was needed is his length, his defensive, his rebounding ability, his ability to protect the rim because of his ability, his height. Okay. I mean, literally he's more close to a seven footer that can, that can, you know, jump, move, do everything. And like, you know, he is somebody that could lock up a brawn or a, a, a big key player uh, on another team. And that that's huge. Like literally like their defensive capabilities, losing Andre and KD. I mean, that those arguably I would say aside from Draymond, that, that's their two best defenders. I mean, now Clay's a good defender too, but like that's a lot of length and like athleticism that they just lost. Okay. So you guys, you Golden State fans, you need, you know, and people that maybe you're not a fan of Golden State, but maybe you think they're still the best, whatever. You need to understand, like, defensively, these guys just got knocked down from, like, an A-plus to, like, a C right now. I'd put them at, like, a C. You know, they're somewhere in that in that ballpark right now. So let's start with that. Um, you know, they acquire D'Angelo Russell, okay? If anybody's followed D'Lo – you understand D'Lo. D'Lo is not a great defender by any means. Okay, he can score the ball. He can he can ISO. He can run the point. He can shoot the three. He can spot and shoot, but he's not going to play defense. Okay, Steph Curry, not a great defender. We all we all know that. Okay, and then Steph on offense, he can be streaky sometimes. You know, there's times where Steph will go, you know, nine for twenty-two, and then other nights he's just blowing fifty on another team, but. At the end of the day, no defense for Steph. So where does that leave you? Obviously, Clay. Clay's hurt. We're not going to, you know, we may or may not see Clay this year. But if we do see Clay, it's not going to be till next year, uh, like like starting after the All Star break, most likely, probably February of 2020, whichever. Um, you know, the second half of the season. And even then, will he be a hundred percent? That's also questionable too. Um, you know, but Clay now Clay is your best two-way player right now in terms of offense and defense. I mean, Clay can obviously we all know he Clay can shoot the lights out. He's one of the best shooters, if not argue maybe even the best shooter that's ever lived. You know, him and Steph are right there with him. I mean, a, lot, a lot of people like to say Steph is, but just because Steph can bomb it, like Clay from a consistent perspective is a monster. Yeah, that, that's an argument to be had between both of them, who's the actual best shooter, point blank, period. But nonetheless, like, you know, Clay is very important at this point now for that team's success, even more than he was before. So, you know, without having Clay Thompson, like this Golden State Warriors team's literally going to, you're going to have Draymond and, and Kavon Looney, and I, I don't know who you're playing at your three, but um, I don't know. <laughs> that's yet to be questioned, but nonetheless, guys, they they're not they do not have the the athletic height no more that they once had the, the height that Kevin Durant gave them. You know the the two way talent, which you know defensively is going to put them in a bad spot. And I think a lot of folks are not understanding that. And even when Clay comes back, guys, even when Clay comes back, they still do not have big athletic height that can protect the rim and really stop a lot of teams and provide better matchup opportunities. They, they don't have that. Like, let's just be real here, guys. Let's, um, let's put them against the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Which is my team, my favorite team 
that's going to win the NBA title this year. Let's 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 match them. I'm actually pulling up the Lakers. Uh, actually, I'm pulling up the Golden State roster. I, I know the Laker roster by heart. Golden State Warriors roster. All right. All right, all right, all right. So let's let's break down this roster right now. So they pick up Alec Burks. Okay, that's not bad. I like that. They got Willie Cauley Stein, who's an athletic five. Okay, he's seven footer. I mean, he can he can be a good rim protector and stuff. So that's that's a decent pickup. Um, but you know, you're not really getting anything offensively from Willie Call. So that's still a matchup issue. Um, you know, you got Steph, you got, you got Dre, Jacob Evans, Jonas Durepko, Damian Lee, Sean Livingston, Kevin Looney, uh, and, and then a whole bunch of D'Lo, and that's it. And then a whole bunch of no-name folks, okay? So, like, let's match, let's just do a matchup uh, scenario right now. Let's put them against the Lakers right now. Golden State versus one, either the number one or number two favorite team, because, you know, some of you want to argue about the Clippers, and that's, that's another argument for another day. Um, but we're not going to know that right now. However, let's put them against the Lakers. So let's start at the five position, okay? I would assume Golden State, they're either going to start Kevon Looney or they're going to start Willie Cauley-Stein, okay? Mm-hmm. If I was Golden State, I'd be starting Willie Cauley-Stein, but they may have to start Kevon Looney. I don't know. Can either of those two match up with Anthony Davis, who is – Arguably one of the top three greatest players in the entire world. Top some some will say top five. I'm gonna put him in. He's he's he is one of the top three best players on planet Earth. Anthony Davis. The guy can shoot the three. Okay. He has the range. He can come off the pick and roll. He can crash on the board with LeBron. And and we're gonna get into that in just a minute. But like literally, you know, the fact that AD can shoot the ball. That means that Kavon Looney and Willie Cauley-Stein, the two main rim protectors for the Golden State Warriors, are not going to be able to play near the rim because they have to guard Anthony Davis out on the – they have to guard him on the perimeter. They'll have to guard him, you know, at the mid-range because if they don't, AD is just going to splash it right in their face because he can shoot it. You know, so that's a matchup problem, you know. And then also you put AD in the post, AD is going to do work on them in, on the block. Like, you know, they can't match up with AD on at the five. They can't. Like, there is no matchup for Golden. There's nobody here on this Golden State roster that can match up and actually guard Anthony Davis one-on-one. So what does that mean? Why does this make him vulnerable? It makes him vulnerable because now Golden State's going to have to play help defense. They're going to have to either double. They're going to have to bring some of their perimeter defenders closer and take them off the shooters of the Lakers in order to help deal with Anthony Davis. Well, guess what? That creates opportunity for the Lakers shooters, such as Danny Green. Uh, uh, KCP, you know, uh, Avery Bradley. I mean, you know, everybody that's going to be sitting out on that three-point line for the Lakers, and now they're going to have open shots to hit threes if they start collapsing on Anthony Davis, okay? That's the that's the reason why matchups are problems in basketball, and that's why matchups are everything, guys, because, you know, you have to pick and choose your poison, okay? And if you don't have matchups that can guard every position one-on-one, it creates vulnerabilities, 
that are going to lead to other players having opportunities because a certain player can't be handled by one guy. That's that's with any 5v5 situation. So, you know, let's just start with there, okay? Golden State can't match at the 5. And, and against any elite team, you know, I mean, you know, I, we could break down the clips. I mean, we could break down Utah Jazz. We could break down Denver. We could break down Milwaukee and all these different matchups, okay? And I can tell you right now, a lot of these teams are going to be able to outmatch the Golden State Warriors, even in the East, okay? Which, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll try to I'll try to get through this one quickly, and then we might do a couple more. Um, all right, so we know Lakers have the advantage at the five spot. The five is the center, guys. If you don't understand, like, basketball and when it, in, like, technical terms, they, they use positioning by numbers. So the one position is the point guard, two is the shooting guard, three is small forward, four is power forward, five is the center, okay? But we usually just – call it by number. We don't actually say power forward or number that. We just say one, two, three, four, five. All right, so that's the five. Let's go to the four position now. So the four, Golden State's probably going to play Dre. They even may put a, a version of Dre at the five, which that's against the Lakers. <laughs> Draymond's a good defender, but he ain't, he ain't guarding AD. I'm sorry. Like, you know, Dre's only like six, what, six, seven, six. I don't even know if he's six, eight. And Anthony Davis is like 6'11", 6'10". Come on, that's 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 not even that's not even a matchup. But Dre at the four, let's just say for the Lakers, let's just put them put him against Kuz. Okay, now can, can Dre guard Kuz? Okay, but the thing is, is Dre is also you know over the years we've seen him be a formidable rim protector. Okay, he's somebody that will clog the paint. Well, guess what? If he's guarding, you know, Kyle Kuzma at the four, okay, or if it's, you know, even if it was LeBron at the four, or if he's, you know, maybe they put a lineup in where they got Boogie, you know, because Lakers got Boogie Cousins. Let's remember that. They put Boogie at the five. They put AD at the four. Well, obviously we know Draymond can't guard AD. And now the thing is, I, I'll, Dray can guard Kuz, but the, the difference here is that Dray's going to have to be able, he's going to have to play out on the perimeter. He's not going to be able to help because we all know Kuz can shoot the three and he can. And Kuz will probably space out. Kuz will, you know, especially when LeBron and AD are on the floor and they're running that pick and roll, Kuz ain't going to be in the paint. Kuz is going to be out on the perimeter. Okay, so that means Dre is going to have to move out and he cannot help because if he does help, Braun's kicking that ball or AD's kicking that ball and then Kuz has a wide open three-point shot and he's probably going to hit more than more than he'll miss. Okay, so, you know, that's a matchup problem once again on, on the defensive side. And we're talking very defensively right now uh, in terms of Golden State. But let's go to the three now. Okay, LeBron James. LeBron James, you don't have, if you're Golden State, you don't have Kevin Durant no more that can actually guard LeBron. KD could do it. And I don't know if you've watched over the years, but you know, when even when LeBron was with the Cavs and stuff, and like LeBron would have to run two to three different switches just to get KD off of him because he like, he couldn't do nothing with KD on him. But guess what? You don't have KD no more. So you literally don't have anybody that can guard LeBron James. What do you think? Clay's going to do it? I mean, Clay can give him a fight, but Clay ain't, Clay's not stopping Braun in the post. Clay's not, Clay's not, he just, he isn't big enough. Yeah, can Draymond guard him? Well, yeah, maybe Draymond can guard Braun in the post, but, you know, you want to bring Dre out of the perimeter? 
once again, it's going to create a matchup problem because if you have if you, if you put Draymond on LeBron, then who's guarding Kuz? Kuz is a big dude. Who's guarding AD? If Boogie's in the lineup, like the the matchups on the from the big guys is is the problem. It's the front court matchup where the Warriors are going to be hurting. Okay, if we break down the guard positions, guys, look, Golden State can still match up. Okay, Golden State from the front court. The front court means they're one two. They're one and two. Okay, who's their point guard? Who's their shooting guard? Steph Curry, you know, Steph Curry and Avery Bradley. Let's break down that match. Let's just pretend. Let's say Avery. I don't know if Avery Bradley will be the starting one for Lakers, but Avery Bradley is a very good perimeter defender. Not saying he can guard Steph Curry because that's I don't know. We're gonna find out. But that's that's this more equal matchup. I'm not going to say that's really in favor of one team versus the other. I think you know it, it can have its ups and downs, but that that is what it is. Danny Green versus Clay Thompson. Well, in that matchup, I'm favoring Clay Thompson because Clay Thompson, in my opinion, is one of, if not the best, you know, one, you know, the best two way two guard. He's the you know he can he is a very very good defender, and a lot of people I know a lot of you real Golden State fans understand that. And a lot of people don't want to give him credit for that, but the guy is a very, very good defensive player. He is very good. Okay? And that's been one of the key reasons they've been so successful over the years, his ability to shut down people with the guard position. Okay, Because he's 6'7", he's got a large wingspan, he's athletic, he can move. Okay, So I would give the favor to Golden State still in the front court. But the back court lineup, which is your, your center, your power, and your small, your, your forwards and your center, it's not even close between Golden State and the Lakers. The Lakers can absolutely destroy them in the paint, and they're going to have the easiest shots imaginable. Whereas Golden State's going to have to bust their ass just to hit threes. Like they're not even like it, it's not going to be as effortless now with because they don't have Kevin Durant. They don't have that ability. I mean, let's just switch it. Let's go from offense to defense. Okay, look, Steph is still going to be able to get his shot off. He's the, the only guy in the league that can literally shoot a shot. And I don't even know if it takes him a second to pull that thing up, dude. Like literally, it might be a second and, and like 1.2 seconds that shots in the air. The man can get his shot off no matter what. It doesn't matter who's guarding him. Um, so, you know, that Golden State's still going to have that. If Clay, unless just pretend, pretend Clay's healthy, Clay's going to come off screens. He's going to hit his shots. They're going to hit stuff in transition. Okay. That's that, that is what it is. But, you know, Golden State's biggest advantage is when they're in transition, when they get a steal or they get a rebound off of a team that's missing a lot of shots and stuff. But, you know, when you face a team like the Lakers, who I believe are going to be a very efficient shooting team because they're going to be able to dominate the paint and get the easy high percentage buckets, you're not going to get as many transition opportunities as a team that struggles to shoot and that can't match up with you defensively and can't get into the paint. That's that's the important thing of having a very good front court, a very big lineup that's athletic and matches up well is because you take away the high percentage shots from the other team, which means, you know, they're not going to get as many transitions opportunities because you're going to make more, you're going to make more baskets. You're going to make, and you're going to score more efficiently. You're not going to miss as many. So that's where they're going to hurt a lot. And they're going to hurt like that against a lot of teams, not just the Lakers, man. I mean, let's, let's, Let's go away from Lake and, and and this and let's not even let me mention one more thing about the Lakers Le, the LeBron James Anthony Davis pick and roll which I could actually do an entire episode on on how that is going to be the best pick and roll that's ever existed in NBA history the best two this is why pe- people are saying these are the best two 
like the best duo in the league that's going into this year. And these may, these two may be the best duo that's ever existed because when you put the talent and the, and the range that both of these players, they, they both can hit the threes. LeBron and Anthony Davis can both shoot from range. They can both hit the mid. They can both crash the basket with force and size. They can alley. They can jump. They can, I mean, they can literally pick and pop, pick and roll. Like, you know, think of, think, let's put this against Golden State for a minute. Let's say LeBron and AD. Who's guard, let's just pretend, I don't know, we got Draymond Green guarding LeBron James and Kavon Looney at the five for Golden State. And those are the two guys guarding LeBron and Anthony Davis. Okay. Well, for one, they don't even have to run pick and roll because neither of them are going to stop the other player the entire time. But let's just let's just play out the pick and roll scenario here. So, you know, basically Dre's guarding LeBron. So, you know, Anthony Davis sets the pick, he sets the screen, and LeBron runs around it. And now Kavon Looney, who is guarding Anthony Davis, now has to switch over to guard LeBron James because you know, the screen allowed the pick to happen. That's what pick and roll is, if you don't understand that. So now that puts Draymond Green guarding Anthony Davis, which is a massive size matchup. And then you've got Kevon Mooney trying to get out on the perimeter to stop LeBron James, which, oh, by the way, is another massive mismatch. Because guess what? If Kevon Mooney doesn't go out there to guard LeBron, LeBron's just going to splash it in his face from three. And if Kevon Mooney does try to come out there and guard LeBron, LeBron's going to put one move on him and then just blast right by him to the basket and power his way down there while AD's just flaring out. And now if Dre comes to help stop LeBron's drive again, you know, from getting by Kevon Looney, then Bron just has to kick it over to AD and boom, it's free baskets. Like, you know, they can't, there's no matchup for them to, to stop that. And that's just going to mean easy buckets for the Los Angeles Lakers versus Golden State. And that's a, a lot of that's going to happen with a lot of teams that play the Golden State Warriors going in this year. You know, I mean, just, just think of Milwaukee, for example, who, who does Golden State have that can stop Giannis? Who? They got nobody. They can't stop Giannis. Let's put the, let's put the Golden State Warriors against the 76ers. The 76ers are going to have Embiid at the five, Horford at the four. You can't stop that. And then you know, you're still going to have Ben Simmons. Like Ben Simmons. Like, God, if Ben Simmons would get a shot, dude, the Sixers would be serious, bro. I mean, like, I mean, they're already serious, but they would be really serious if Ben Simmons could actually shoot the ball. Because the guy's 6'10. He is a at point guard. He's a matchup issue for any team in the league if if he could shoot. So we'll have to see, but I'm just saying, like, the, you know, to wrap all this up, Golden State is just – they're going to struggle. They don't have the front court that can defend. It's going to be able to match up a lot of teams, so they're not going to have a very good year regardless, even if um, Clay Thompson does come back and they end up, you know, uh, you know, and he's healthy and 100% and stuff, guys. So that's really my thoughts, guys. So like I said, the, you know, the Golden State Warrior dynasty at this very moment today, it is over, okay? And, I mean, look, I, I think um, Giannis is going to become a free agent next year. Does he stay in Milwaukee or not? That's going to that's gonna predicate a lot of things. I don't see – I don't think any team going to Golden State, any big time like a Giannis would do that. I could be wrong, but I don't think that happens. Um, you know, and, I mean, unless – you know, I mean, I know AD's on a one-year contract, but, you know, we're 99% sure he's going to re-sign with the Lakers. And, they, and the only reason he didn't sign a long-term deal yet with them is 
due to financial advantages and you know strategic things. But um, I mean, unless he leaves the Lakers, and that changes everything still for them. But you know, like for the most part, you know, I don't foresee that this landscape's going to change anywhere to where Golden State's going to acquire another type of Kevin Durant. Because I'm going to tell you, like that's what they need in order to compete in today's landscape. Maybe they didn't need a KD type player to compete back when they won the title in 2015, because the landscape was not the same, and we didn't have teams with matchups like you know and rosters like there are now, but. They can't like that team can no longer just be Dre, Clay, and Steph, and you know, D- D'Angelo Russell, and that lineup's not getting the job done, guys. It's just not. I mean, you know, if the Golden State Warriors, you know, they're going to have to rebuild depth bench. They're going to have to get athlete, like really efficient two way. T- that type of presence like they got from KD. They they they're going to have to replicate that somehow, some way, picking up somebody. Um, to match it, you know, to put together with the guards uh, that they that Golden State has. So, um, but anyways, guys, that's my thoughts. I wanted to share that. I hope you guys have a great day, great night. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to share this with a friend. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate and review the podcast. And if you haven't subscribed, I'd really appreciate it if you do so. I'll catch you on the next one.